protect them from the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives. Look, you know, this ain't your father's Republican Party. This is a different breed of cat, as they say. Thanks to Trump, it is a different Republican Party. One that's America first, anti-globalist, about making America great again. And while we're at it, this Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of my parents who switched from the uh, Democrat Party to the Republican Party because of their far-left progressivism. All right, folks, strap in. Got a lot of stuff for you in this episode. Let's uh, hit the introduction and then get right to the news. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Yesterday, I reported that the Pelosi's did it again. And in my report of the Pelosi's, I informed you that the police body cam video of the Paul Pelosi attack would be released. The San Francisco Police Department is going to release the, uh, the court is expected to release a 911 call and the video of the alleged attack. We now know that that's going to happen tomorrow. 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. CBS reporting the police body camera video showing the attack on former U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband at their San Francisco home last October were released to the media on Friday morning, according to court officials. A statement released by the San Francisco Superior Court said the video and audio in the case of the People versus David DePape will be made available to accredited media members Friday morning at 9 a.m. in accordance with the judge's orders. Media representatives will be able to pick up CDs containing the footage and audio recordings from clerks at the Hall of Justice once they provide identification, a completed criminal records request form, and a $25 payment. So uh, on Wednesday, the judge had granted a motion to release these documents. This was all because of a coalition of the Associated Press, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, the Press Democrat, CNN, Fox News, CBS, ABC, NBC, and KQED filing to get it. Now, I'm curious to see this um, video footage of Hammer Time Gone Bad. I wonder if what's on that tape is either is even going to be appropriate to show on the news. I also talked yesterday about how the politicians, the legislators in, in D.C. come up with these cute little acronyms, like we got the Pelosi uh, Act. Now we have the Pencil Act, which bars Democrat Adam Schiff from accessing classified information. And I was like, and if you're not familiar, they call Adam Schiff Pencil Neck because of his very thin neck. I think even President Trump either coined that or has also called him that. I'm not sure if it originated with President Trump or not. But this was done by Matt Gates, who filed the pencil resolution today, Thursday. And this is what it stands for. Today, U.S. Congressman Matt Gates, Florida, filed the Preventing Extreme Negligence and Classified Information Licenses Resolution, or the Pencil Resolution, Preventing extreme negligence and classified information licenses. The resolution expresses the sense of the U.S. House of Representatives that Congressman 
Adam Schiff should not have access to classified information, should be investigated by the Health Ethics Committee, and should have his comments made during any proceedings of Congress regarding Russian collusion and the Trump campaign be officially struck from the record. Congressman Adam Schiff led the effort for years to weaponize lies from the Clinton campaign and a corrupt Department of Justice to smear President Trump while destroying any trust the country had in America's intelligence agencies. Speaker McCarthy kept his promise to remove Representative Schiff from the Intelligence Committee and with the pencil resolution, we will express the sense of Congress that he should be barred from accessing any classified information at all. He can no longer be trusted by his colleagues in Congress or the American people. That is what was said by Congressman Gates. Okay, so let me tell you someone who backed him up. This is what former CIA director and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had to say on Adam Schiff. He said this on Fox News a few days ago. About the speaker's decisions. So I had the incredible privilege to serve on that committee. Uh, it covers the most classified, most difficult stuff. Not every member of Congress gets to see the information that the Intelligence Committee sees. And Adam Schiff lied to the American people. And during my time as CIA director and secretary of state, I know that he leaked classified information that had been provided to him. He knows for a fact that Adam Schiff is a leaker. And let's not forget, folks, Adam Schiff wasn't just a member of the committee. He led it. No, the fact that Adam Schiff was the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee almost ruined that committee. It serves an incredibly important function for the American people. Uh, Speaker McCarthy got this one exactly right. Uh, Adam Schiff should be nowhere near serving on the Intelligence Committee. I don't think he should be seeing classified information. And nor does Matt Gates. thus the pencil resolution. Okay, uh, this GOP Congress is very, very busy coming out the gate. Rep- uh, Rep- Republican Representative Troy Nels of Texas is introducing a measure that would halt federal funds from going to China until the CCP reimburses the U.S. for money spent on virus relief because Representative Troy Nels of Texas says it came from China. These reimbursements, by the way, are in the trillions of dollars. The China Lied, People Died Act would stop federal funds from going to China until the communist regime pays back America for the trillions spent in the form of virus relief due to the virus that originated in Wuhan, is what Troy Nels is saying. Speaking to Fox News, he said, my first order of business, this Congress is holding China accountable. The Chinese Communist Party is single-handedly responsible for the loss of million of a million lives in the United States and causing one of the worst economic disasters in the history of our country. And that China mission accomplished being able to wage a war without firing a shot. Lauren Boebert is also listed on the bill. Now let's go over to the Senate. Senator Tom Cotton. This is what he had to say, also railing against China and introducing a plan to end their permanent U.S. free trade status with the United States. 
20 years ago this week, the People's Republic of China became a member of the World Trade Organization. And there was great rejoicing across Washington by lobbyists and politicians and bureaucrats. And for that matter, among corporate CEOs and Wall Street bankers. And perhaps most of all, the communists in Beijing. But for Americans out in the heartland in places like Arkansas, China's entrance into the WTO was nothing to celebrate. That was the moment their leaders left them exposed to the predations of the Chinese Communist Party. Millions of Americans lost good-paying, blue-collar jobs to the China trade shock in the years that followed. Countless small towns, main streets, and working-class neighborhoods were gutted and boarded up. President Trump ran on this in 2015 and won in 2016 because we realized the theft of China, not just of our technology and our intellectual property, but also jobs. Cotton goes on to say that we have lost over 130 jobs since Congress made the catastrophic mistake of granting China special trade privileges two decades ago. Talks about, um, I believe, the other 5,000 factories that have closed during this period, 5,000 American manufacturing plants closing down and obviously taking with it jobs. So, bravo. Man, I've never seen this much gusto coming from the Republicans in D.C. It's like they've got a new fire in their belly. Elise Stefanik, who will be heading the weaponization, um, who will be on the weaponization subcommittee, that the, the examining of the weaponization of the federal government, she says it's going to be some of the most important work of the 118th Congress. So Representative Elise Stefanik expects the House's newly created subcommittee to be doing some important work. Stefanik, who chairs the House Republican Conference, said, quote, we're coming off of two years of single-party Democrat rule, and there's virtually no oversight effectively of these agencies that have run afoul and in many cases, I believe, have committed illegal acts. The subcommittee, led by Judiciary Committee Chair, the great Jim Jordan of Ohio, will have far-reaching authority in investigating the Justice Department, intelligence community, and other organizations like counterintelligence, FBI, the CIA, and private companies like Twitter. So this is being modeled after the, 75, the 1975 Church Committee and expected to have a massive budget about the size of the January 6th committee. Stefanik kind of gave us a clue into what they'll be focusing on initially. She said, take the FBI and DOJ for starters. Well, you know what? That's a great place to start, Elise Stefanik. Quote, there's a long, long list of abuses and illegal targeting, not just of high-profile Americans who happen to be conservatives or Republicans, but everyday Americans, whether it's the raid on Mar-a-Lago, whether it's illegal spying on Trump campaign in 2016, whether it was a tampering with FISA documents, and whether most recently it was a fact that one of Bob Mueller's top FBI officials working on a special counsel was at the time he was the FBI. New York head of counterintelligence was just found guilty of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars from Russia. So they want this to be thorough. They want this to go way back, not just to what was happening under Joe. So we'll see where that goes. I don't think I've officially, except for playing the introduction, I don't think I've officially welcomed you to the show. Welcome to Open Source News, right there. Make sure that you like and that you comment and that you share this on social media. 
And if you're one of the 2% of the people watching this on YouTube who is not subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe. If you're following this on another platform, for instance, Spotify, uh, or I believe it's you can do it on Spotify and you can do it on uh, Audible and Amazon, make sure you put the follow button. Anywhere where you can tap and let us know that you are following us, please do so. We have, once again, BCP Juniorette, my daughter, who has initiated the daily reports over at the BCP Report, our sister YouTube channel. Links to everything I'm describing are down below. Just look for the links. We have another show called BCP Unfiltered. You can catch the video version of that on Spotify or on Patreon by going to therealbcp.com. You can catch it. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that mixed up, folks. On Patreon, it's bcpextras.com. And on Locals, it's therealbcp.com. doesn't matter where you go. You're going to see the same material. The material is the same. It's just different places where you can watch it and hear it. And proud to say, uh, happy to say, I should say, that our podcast is available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. And the video version of this show, Open Source News, can also be found on Spotify. Okay, that pays the bills. Let's get on to the next story. Let's continue talking about China. And we know that Lula uh, was going to be the new president of Brazil, was and is a Chinese puppet. He's already showing his true colors. Brazilian radical leftist President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva made calls on Wednesday for the South American trade bloc Mercosur, for Mercado, it means South Southern Market, it's short for Southern Market, which Brazil helped establish to urgently seal a long-awaited trade deal with the European Union so that it can move on the same with communist China. So like Uruguay, who's more of a centrist company, they want to do a separate agreement, but Lula's like, no, no, no. Like communists, let's do this all together and let us openly, together as a South American bloc, ask China to rip us off and screw us over. The Chinese got what they wanted in Brazil with the ascension of the crook Lula da Silva yet again. But then again, they also got what they wanted when Joseph Robinette Jr., was installed in the Oval Office, and it continues. By the way, we now have those numbers uh, on Hunter Biden's artwork. It is earning about $75,000 each. Reportedly, his artwork has earned almost $400,000 after just five pieces. By the way, the average base yearly wage of an artist in the United States, according to the, the latest data from Indeed, is $73,000. Hunter, who has no art experience, comes out on the scene and earns in one painting more than the average base yearly wage of an artist. And really, $73,000 for an artist isn't half bad. I mean, depending on where you live in the nation, it wouldn't make sense to call you a starving artist making that kind of money. Not that you're rich, but you shouldn't be starving with that type of annual income. 
All right, Ron DeSantis is doing something very, very key here, which I think is a smarter move than what Trump is doing. Hear me out before some of you who I can see probably already disliked this video and went and uh, unsubscribed. I'm saying here that I believe he, Ron DeSantis is doing this because he, he, he believes the right thing, but he's making a smart move that aligns him more with the voter base of the Republican Party than what Trump is doing on this same topic. Now, if you're new around here, we are a Trump train channel. That is why we are uh, on YouTube. Now, once again, these videos are no longer exclusive to YouTube, but this is where currently a majority of the people are watching this show or listening to it. One of the things that is important for someone in 2024 is to align themselves with the people. Now, President Trump has that already. And Ron DeSantis is making a smart move here. I volunteered for the Trump campaign in 2016 and I voted for him a couple years ago. We are solidly on the Trump train and that is why we are consistently uh, shadow banned and limited by the Google video platform. So, I want to just make that clear. This is not a pro-DeSantis, but this is definitely a smart move by DeSantis. So what am I talking about? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called for new blood at the helm of the Republican National Committee on the eve of the election as a new leader will be decided by the end of the week. That's going to happen tomorrow. This is what he told uh, Turning Point USA founder and President Charlie Kirk. Right now, the RNC is meeting in Dana Point, California. And there are some questions of who should lead the RNC and whether it should be Rana for a fourth term or go a different direction with Harmeet Dillon. What are your thoughts on this? Well, we've had three substandard election cycles in a row, 18, 20, and 22. And I would say of all three of those, 22 was probably the worst given the, the political environment of a very unpopular president in Biden. Huge majorities of the people think the country's going in the wrong direction. That is an environment that's tailor-made to make big gains in the House and the Senate and state, house, state houses all across the country, and yet that didn't happen. And in fact, we even lost ground in the U.S. Senate. And so, you know, I think we need uh, a change. I think we need to get some new blood in the RNC. Uh, I like what Harmeet Dillon has said. Ron DeSantis wants Harmeet Dillon. Now, why is it a smarter move? Well, as I reported this morning, most people do not want Ron and McDaniel. They want new blood. It's a three-way tie on certain polls between Ron and McDaniel, Hermit Dillon, and Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, whether you believe he would be great for the job or not, it's not going to happen in the swamp that is D.C. And it is a swamp. And DeSantis is sounding more like Trump, pointing out and reminding people that D.C. is the swamp. And RNC seems to like being part of that swamp. Uh, I like what Harmeet Dillon has said about getting the RNC out of D.C. Why would you want to have your headquarters in the most Democrat city in America? It's more Democrat than San Francisco is. So I think you get it in real parts of the country. You attract people who want to who want to live in those parts of the country, not D.C. insiders. But I do think we need some fresh thinking. Now, once again, the reason why this is smart is because DeSantis backing Harmeet Dillon or anyone that isn't Ron McDaniel, quite honestly, puts him in line with the voters. 
in turn, President Trump has been very silent. He hasn't made a public endorsement. But it has been reported that they are advocating for McDaniel. Let me remind you that it was President Trump shortly after his 2016 victory where he tapped Ron McDaniel for the position in the first place. And we people who love President Trump do not like the terrible swampy job that Ronna Romney McDaniels has done. Okay, folks, here is the next thing to cover up and downplay what Joe Biden did, even though they graded Trump for having documents that he as president was able to declassify. The National Archives have demanded that the last six administrations, presidents and vice presidents, search their personal records for classified information after classified informations were found in possession of former vice presidents Joe Biden and Mike Pence. The list of those last six administrations are those of Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, Al Gore, Dan Quayle, and Dick Cheney are the vice presidents that fall underneath it. Uh, it actually goes back to the Reagan and Walker Bush, according to what I originally read, but of course, they are no longer with us on this planet. Isn't that funny that they are demanding this? Since when does the, the, the National Archives demand of a president to do or not do anything anyway? Of course, they're going to capitulate and, and, fa- and fall in line because they don't want to be in Joey's shoes or have that scandal. And I would think that after Mike Pence said that, smart people in the room probably already started on this process. Representatives of the the four living former presidents told CNN they have turned over all relevant materials to their archives upon leaving office. Concerning former vice presidents, CNN reported Cheney, Gore, and Quayle have all turned over classified documents. So they're having them look even though no one is saying that they have them there. Just so they can put them on record and then the evil bastards will go ahead and plant it anyway and try to discredit. So there you go. But that's the latest spin. If they, if, they, if they can find one document or show one thing, then they can downplay. Look, Biden isn't bad, that bad. You want Mike Pence to go to jail too? You want President Trump to go to jail? Well, even though we rated him, we're now saying it's not that bad of a thing. He wasn't cooperating, but Biden is cooperating. So that makes all the difference in their eyes. Absolute nuttery. As is this statement by Joe Biden telling families who can't afford to buy gas to put in their car to do the following. And by the way, families are going to save more than $1,000 a year in tax credits for these vehicles when they purchase one. And energy efficient appliances like refrigerators and washing machines. Come on, Joey. If they have a hard time putting gas in their car, what makes you think that they can afford these hot, big ticket items? And if they are renting where a refrigerator is already provided, there is no incentive for them to buy a new one and then have to haul it to their next place. The nuttery, the nuttery, the nuttery. And also the hatred, the absolute hatred. Here again is Biden on Thursday in Springville, Virginia to, to, to deliver a speech at a steam, steam fitters union hall. And of course, the president who says he's the president of all people wants to unite people. 
had this to say about MAGA Republicans. Look, uh, we're moving in the right direction. Now we've got to protect those gains. We've got to protect those gains that our policies have generated. Protect them from the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives who are threatening to destroy this progress. Look, you know, this ain't your father's Republican Party. This is a different breed of cat, as they say. All a spin. Crime is up. War is going on. Inflation and desperation internally here domestically in the United States. But don't worry, folks. It's those MAGA Republicans we need to look out for. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Joey. And to end with this last news story, a California judge issued a preliminary injunction blocking Governor Gavin Newsom's virus misinformation law. This new law, known as Assembly Bill 2098, would allow the Medical Board of California to discipline doctors who spread virus misinformation. Of course, virus misinformation is anything that goes contrary to whatever the official narrative is at that particular time. Because remember, over the last couple of years, we've been told that we have to follow the science. And when certain things change, they make changes that are absolutely contrary. Cover your, no, don't cover. You see what I'm saying? This is just in a way to empower unelected officials from having powers that voters and their representatives should be putting into place. All right, there you go, folks. Don't forget to check out our other shows. This uh, video is timestamped. Our videos generally will have timestamps to them within the first five or 10 minutes of them going live. Sometimes I put them up right before they become, uh, you're able to see them publicly. So if you want to jump around the stories in this episode or others, use the timestamps in the description box and in the first pinned comment down below. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Thank you for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss any of our videos.